0: From Georgia Public Broadcasting, this is Battleground Ballot Box. I'm Stephen Fowler. After crafting a 98-page election overhaul in 2021, lawmakers seem poised to make even more changes before the 2022 primary. We are gonna take up House Bill 1464. That'll be the only bill we'll take up today. And for years, elections officials have tried unsuccessfully to make their voices heard on voting laws that need to be changed and those that need to be kept in place.
1: And I'm also gonna invite you guys, uh, more than invite, I basically plead with you guys to please uh, contact your representatives, your state representative and your senator.
0: As the big lie about the security and outcome of the 2020 election drags on into 2022, lawmakers' ideas and local officials' realities were bound to clash. So how did we get from a 40-page behind-the-scenes bill to a single tweak that passed with a whimper? This week, we look at how elections officials stepped up and helped stop the creation of unnecessary voting laws.
2: Georgia's DBHDD is urging people to store and lock away all medications to prevent theft and keep them away from children and pets. Old medications can be disposed at Dropbox locations. Dropbox locations can be found at
1: opioidresponse.info.
0: Remember the Georgia Association of Voter Registration and Elections Officials Conference from one of our recent episodes? Well, county election supervisors and board members did more than just sit-through training sessions. They were motivated to action by comments like this one from the Secretary of State's General Counsel, Ryan Germany.
1: And I'm also going to invite you guys, uh, more than invite, I basically plead with you guys to please, uh, contact your representatives, your state representative and your senator, um, whether it's your particular one from your county or ones, or, or if you just know any other, others of them. Um, they really need to know what you guys think about this stuff, because um, they hear from a lot of people. Um, but I don't think they hear from a
0: lot of election officials. Germany would know. He's been the one sitting in legislative hearings explaining to lawmakers what their proposed changes would do to Georgia's voting laws. For much of the 2022 session, voting bills weren't on the horizon. Governor Ryan Kemp didn't really mention any changes during his State of the State address, and no committees heard any voting bills for a while, and then BAM! 40 pages came to light in a March 9th meeting of the House Special Committee on Election Integrity
2: we are going to take up house bill 1464 that'll be the only bill we'll take up today Uh, this will be a hearing only today we have another
0: uh, date set for tomorrow there were several different ideas crammed into this bill as sponsor representative james burchette said Uh, this bill is a amalgamation
3: of several different ideas uh, that were previously uh, submitted uh, into one bill and uh, if if the chair uh, so, please, I'll go section by section through the bill, and and tell you what the bill does, and I also have uh, Mr. Ryan Germany from the Secretary of State's office here with me to help uh, explain any any uh, questions that uh, I cannot
0: first in the proposal of further crackdown on outside grant funding for elections offices, after Republicans expressed skepticism about funding from the Center for Tech and Civic Life that many Georgia counties received. Another section cleaned up language passed in Senate Bill 202, the 98-page election overhaul approved in 2021. This clarified that two of the three members on an election board review panel could be an election supervisor or member of another elections board. Another part clarified what third parties had to do if they sent out absentee ballot applications. But most of the bill dealt with a concept called chain of custody, tracking different steps in the behind-the-scenes election process.
3: First off, let me give you an overview of the bill. An overview of the bill is the um, there's many provisions in here for chain of custody for ballots um, as they are cast. and um, that includes ballots from um, drop boxes and uh, absentee ballots uh, that, that that essentially sets out a chain of custody. Uh, there is no chain of custody provisions in the current code that is the large the largest portion of this bill uh, it requires a chain of custody uh, that um, we have sealed boxes and um, seal, um, not numbered seals but seals that require a cutting and also a a sort of sheet that tracks who has touched the ballots and how many they've touched and what they've done with those ballots. Many of the many of these sections deal strictly with that.
0: Chain of custody has become one of the many rallying cries for people who claim without evidence the 2020 election was rigged and that large metropolitan Democrat-heavy counties manipulated the vote count. This originally proposed bill would have added onerous chain of custody forms to document numerous parts of the -the behind-the-scenes election process that's already pretty documented. However, some local officials testified there were things in the bill they liked, like Forsyth County Election Board member Joel Natt. He supported a measure that would give counties flexibility to have fewer voting machines out on election day if more people voted early or absentee.
1: And as an election person, I can't applaud you enough for helping us a little with that. We have limited space at a poll on Election Day. We have um, to have to deploy one machine or one station. Actually, now it's not just a machine. It's the touch screen, the printer, the box that goes around it to ensure privacy.
0: But a new requirement to have additional tracking and counts of unused ballot paper? It has no value.
1: To put a security count on that paper would be a waste of resources, time, and energy, with all due respect, Representative.
0: Milton Kidd, the outspoken elections director in Douglas County, had concerns about giving the Georgia Bureau of Investigation power to investigate election law violations. The most uh, concerning piece of the current legislation uh, for me is the idea of bringing in the GBI. The Secretary of State's office has a more than capable state elections division that we're just bypassing with uh, elections issues and bringing in the GBI. When the GBI did get involved in investigating the 2020 election, a review of absentee ballot envelopes in Cobb County only found two that merited further scrutiny out of thousands. Also Georgia has a history of intimidation and discrimination with voting kid and voting rights groups worried bringing in law enforcement could have a chilling effect. Bartow County Elections Director Joseph Kirk said most of the bill was fine for local officials, but the limits on donations and grants to counties could end up having unintended consequences.
3: I take donations, or I used to take donations of facilities from local groups, I would work in partnership with local groups, you know, in-kind donations to help my office. Created community partnerships that were very that really helped the process. Helped you know intact the the trust that came with my office. So I ask that you exempt those small in-kind donations to facilities and allow folks to go and donate the church, donate the chamber of commerce, rather than being forced to charge them under the current
0: wall. We'll hear more from Joseph in a few minutes. To make a long story short, the bill passed out of committee with a few slight tweaks and made it to the House floor for a vote March 15th, crossover day, the final day most bills have to clear one chamber or the other to be considered in the final days of the session. Before it passed, Rep. Donna McLeod, a Gwinnett County Democrat, asked what elections officials thought.
3: Does the gentleman further yield? Yes. Are the county um, board of elections supervisors in agreement with this bill?
2: i don't know i know that some of them spoke at the committee hearing and some had criticism of the bill um things that they would like to see changed but uh no strong opposition to the bill i'll put it that way
3: but there was criticism
2: there was criticism of some things in the bill yes
3: thank you
0: so now the bill 39 pages at this point was in the senate's hands The following week, on March 20th, the Gavrio conference with almost all the state's local elections officials kicked off in Athens. There were already training sessions on dealing with the old law, and conversations were swirling during breaks about how to address potential new changes. And of course, the Senate Ethics Committee was set to meet and hear the bill while virtually no election official was there to testify.
1: And so the legislature needs to hear from you, Um, they're hearing from from people. I don't think they're hearing from that many county election officials because uh, the first, when it went through the House, was a week of qualifying, so y'all were tied up. And then uh, it was supposed to go through the Senate this week, uh, or at least start this week. And I think uh, the Gavrio uh, people at Gavrio were, uh, asked them to push it back until next week, to, specifically to give you guys the opportunity to weigh in. Uh, so please do take it.
0: This was a major win for elections officials. Public comment on the big voting bill was delayed, like Ryan Germany just said, because officials reached out and asked for more time to make their voices heard. Here's Senate Ethics Chairman Max Burns.
3: It is a hearing only, no action will be taken. It's really a presentation for the authors to explain the bill to the committee and for the committee to ask any questions and get any clarification. Uh, we're delighted to have everyone here. You're welcome to be here. Today, we will not take public testimony. That will be, that'll come next week.
0: When the March 28th hearing rolled around, elections officials showed up in force. Joseph Kirk, the Bartow County elections director who helped get the public comment period moved, expressed concerns over many of the chain of custody requirements listed in the bill.
3: The part that I'm here to talk to today about chain of custody, there are two kinds of security in elections, that there is real election security that we need, and there's security theater that helps. I'm not opposed to it, but all it really does is make folks feel better without accomplishing any good
0: towards security of our elections, and this bill covers both. Carly Swift with the DeKalb Elections Board.
2: Last year, this body passed a 98 page bill called SB 202. And if I recall, it was under the guise of fixing the election in Georgia. And you said you weren't going to do anything else this year related to elections, but that's changed. And now we have, uh, you're considering HB 1464, which uh, as I read it, has new items uh, that may conflict and change what's in SB 202. And it actually makes um, elections less secure and doesn't seem like you're listening to elections professionals and leaders who administer the election.
0: Rocky Raffle with the athens Clark Elections Board also spoke.
3: I'll just add that we're going to lose staff over this. In Athens, we already are barely making the minimum required number of staff to, to staff our polling locations.
0: And the comments continued, with most voicing opposition to at least part of the bill. Then, on April 1st, a new version appeared. It was no April Fool's prank. This was now an 11-page bill called SB 89 that got rid of many things elections officials did not like and also plenty of things they did. On the final day of the session, the House Committee on Election Integrity met and walked through the slimmer changes. Voting officials and voting rights groups were surprised. And as the hours ticked by on Sinedi Day, that last day of session, SB 89 wasn't called, and wasn't called, and wasn't called. The House eventually voted to approve it, but word came the Senate would not. Then, towards the end of the night, Senate Bill 441, a third bill, was brought to the floor. It mostly dealt with something else, but...
2: There's two additions to this, uh, this bill. Sections 10 and 11, 10 is the uh, original jurisdiction for the GBI to investigate election fraud. And section 11 is the subpoena portion of that. That was tacked onto this bill. I urge you to vote for this bill uh, for the, to clean up the criminal data uh, in this state.
0: And I'll stand for any questions if you have any. So after all the hype, testimony, pushback, and concern, the legislature agreed on just one voting change, allowing the GBI to have original jurisdiction to investigate potential election law violations. Was it entirely because of election official testimony? Probably not. Was it exhaustion at the end of session? Maybe. Had there been a string of other high-profile bills that Republican lawmakers could point to as victories to distract from far-right constituents' complaints about voting? Probably. In the end, that's the somewhat complicated story of how a 40-page bill ended up being a small add-on. But don't worry, there's still plenty of things for voters and local officials alike to deal with in 2022 already contested primary races, new rules around absentee voting, fewer drop boxes, vote counting, and more. Plus, all eyes will remain on Georgia in November as one of the marquee governor's races and a critical U.S. Senate race that could help once again decide control of the chamber. But moving forward, local elections officials will likely feel more empowered and vindicated in their decisions to speak up. Battleground Ballot Box from Georgia Public Broadcasting is produced by me, Stephen Fowler. Our editor is Josephine Bennett. Our engineers are Jake Cook and Jesse Neiswanger, who also wrote our theme music. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get podcasts. Thanks for listening.